Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, people, fantasy draft season is over, and you, Brewski, 150 your way to a hell of a team. The season is here, and the Fantasy Pass is still the best deal in the industry at just $4.99 a month. And now that we're into the regular season, there's zero commitment. Sign up for one month for just five bucks. If you don't like it, you can cancel it. We know you'll love it. You'll say you'll keep it. But anyways, it's nice to have options in life. The Fantasy Pass has everything you need to dominate all year long. Updating projections, new fantasy appraiser tools, schedule, and streaming charts, pickups, drops, and our newest and coolest feature, the Hoop Ball Discord server, where you can hang out with all our Hoop Ball pros, including myself, around the clock to get one-on-one help with your team. So please do check it out. Head to hoop-ball.com and click on the Fantasy Pass ad just below the main media wall and get the plug for your success for the fantasy basketball season. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds wide. Trey Slaughter. Everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks. I'm your host, Brad Harden, recording live from Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm recording this right after the matchup versus the Lakers, where the Hawks unfortunately fell late to the defending champs 107 99 in a tough, hard fought defensive game. And there were some good and some bad takeaways from this game. I want to start off by shouting out my boy Booski, Jared Boyd, out in Kansas City moving into his new home, and he's a huge Lakers fan. He was watching the game, obviously, tonight, bleeding purple and gold, and he texted me because he said he was really impressed with what he saw from the Atlanta Hawks. And listeners, this is a future boss slash CEO, whatever. He gonna do big things, and he's already doing big things. And if you impress this man, then you've done something. It may not account for anything for you, but for me, I was like, okay, Hawks, you impressed Booski? That's a really good sign, but... I know we all hate moral victories, but this is more seeing the potential, the opportunities for growth and improvement to hopefully win games in the future against top teams. And we're going to get plenty of those chances here pretty soon. We'll talk about tonight's game after this plug from my bookie. 
If you like losing money, turn this off right now. But if you love free band, free bands, just like Super Future, then keep listening. Sports betting is getting huge across the nation, and all of my homies love to bet on games. There are a bunch of sites out there for sports betting, but all of my homies love my bookie. Why? Because it's so easy to use. And since y'all my homies too, I'm going to plug you. All my homies listening right now can sign up for my bookie with the promo code HOOPBALL to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus. 100%, just like an A-plus in school. Hopefully you got them, but if not, this your chance to get 100%. You like playing blackjack? There are some very fun and free blackjack tournaments, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. There is so much that you can do on my bookie, and the best thing is, is that no cash is required to enter, and you can win up to $100 in daily challenges and up to $1,000 in weekly tournaments. So you want a chance at free cash money? Then again, my homies, sign up with the promo code HOOPBALL to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus and try to score some in the words of future, like I said earlier, free band, free band. All right, and we are back. Available for tonight's game, Trey Young. And out for tonight's game, DeAndre Hunter, Oyeko Kongu, Bogey, and Chris Dunn. Starting lineup for tonight's game, Trey Young at the one, Kevin Herter at the two, Cam Reddish at the three, John Collins at the four, and Clint Capella at the five. To start off the game, the Lakers were showing their toughness on the defensive end, forcing tough shots for the Hawks. And four-court passes were coming out for the Lakers, uh, fast-break opportunities, and they were hitting tough shots and jumped out to a 9-2 lead on the Hawks. Out of a timeout, the Hawks would hit two straight threes to cut the lead. John Collins would score five points out of that timeout. And Kevin Herter would knock down a three. And I said he needs to have a big game for the Hawks. And he was hot early from the three-point line as he hit two in the first quarter. Trey Young was facilitating by penetrating into the lane, getting people involved early, which was a huge key going into today's game. Trey Young being Trey Young and open up opportunities for others. And once he started scoring and getting to the free throw line tonight, Watch out, because he could have had a huge, huge game tonight from what the Lakers were giving them defensively. But it was a tight first quarter. The Lakers would get out to a little lead, and then the Hawks would close it back down. Under five, four, three at times. And the Hawks bench, which is the key tonight, they had to outperform the Lakers bench. Gallo, Rondo, and Solomon Hill all needed big games. Gallo would be the first off the bench to hit some points, hitting a three-pointer after missing his first two three-point attempts. Rondo would add another deep three-pointer as time winded down. In the first quarter, Hawks would trail the Lakers by three at the end of the first quarter after fouling King James beyond the three-point line, and he hit all three of his free-throw attempts from the charity stripe. Second quarter, Lakers ball movement was a thing of beauty, something that the Hawks needed to mimic themselves to give them a chance to win this game. Hawks would play some good defense, force some turnovers and some tough shots for the Lakers, and the Hawks would end up taking the lead on an alley-oop from Kevin Herter to John Collins and then a 
Solomon Hill three, pushed the lead to four off a of Rondo assist midway in the second quarter with the Hawks on a 9-0 run. And the Lakers early on were struggling from beyond the three-point line, missing all of their attempts. John Collins started very hot in the first half with 13 points. And again, it was a back-and-forth game between the two teams. Both teams playing really good defense. Lead changes in the second quarter were a thing. Lakers would end up taking a four-point lead into halftime, 50-46. Third quarter, Lakers would start off fast as they stretched the lead out to nine before an alley-oop from Trey Young to John Collins. The John Collins-Trey Young connection was strong tonight like my Wi-Fi. To stop the bleeding of that little run from the Lakers, the Hawks were attacking the basket more in the third quarter, and they eventually cut the lead down to three points before a Lakers timeout. The Lakers will come out of the timeout responding, and again, back and forth contests, tough defense, and just very competitive, as you would expect, from the defending champs and what we were wanting to see from the Atlanta Hawks coming in tonight's game to be up for the challenge, even with DeAndre Hunter out. Two straight threes from Gallinari and Kevin Herter to tie the game up with four minutes left in the third quarter at 66. AD was a force in the third quarter, but foul trouble would put him on the bench for a short stint. And the Hawks pick and roll game all night long with John Collins, Trey Young, or, or Trey Young and Capella was just a force, and the Lakers really couldn't stop it. They really had a hard time stopping that action all night, and they were getting as far as the Hawks, anything they wanted. And it was leading to baskets for Trey Young and John Collins, who would end up being the leading scorers tonight for the Hawks. And it was another one of those third quarters from Trey Young. Although he didn't score buku points, he was facilitating, getting a lot of dishes. As I said, the pick-and-roll game was continuing to put the Lakers in bad positions defensively, leading to easy looks for the Atlanta Hawks. The Hawks ended up pushing the lead out to six points in the third with LeBron James out, and they would end the third quarter with a one-point lead going into the fourth. Fourth quarter, Lakers would clamp down on a defensive end and score 11 straight points. They take a 10-point lead early in the fourth quarter with Trey Young out of the game as Trey Young played a long stretch in the third and he needed his rest. I thought that maybe LP could have taken Trey Young out a little bit earlier in the third, so he would have been in a little longer in the fourth to maybe prevent this run because when Trey Young was in, he was doing this thing. But Trey Young was hot in the third quarter, so I definitely understand not wanting to take him out. The Hawks were not as sharp in the fourth quarter on a defensive end, and they needed to tighten up in order to win this game. And I thought in stretches defensively, even though they played great on defense and stretches tonight. They were missing DeAndre Hunter as that other option offensively and as another really good defender. The Lakers were keying in better on the pick and roll, a lot better in the fourth quarter. But the Hawks would start executing again and cut the lead back down with LeBron James taking a little breather. John Collins big down the stretch for the Hawks. But a technical foul from Trey Young, an unsuccessful challenge from Lloyd Pierce and some bad breaks Push the lead back out to 10 for the Lakers. But a nice run and much better team defense than earlier in the fourth quarter from the Atlanta Hawks. Cut the lead to two points at one time. AD would hit a tough shot after that, and he was double teamed on a shot attempt. 
but it was followed by a three-pointer, the only three-point made for Trey Young tonight that came from the logo to make it a one-point game. But LeBron James hits a big three with over a minute left to push it back out to four. And the Hawks had chances, but turnovers and missed opportunities from them. And then King James being King James taking advantage of those mistakes who was pretty much in check for the most part. Obviously, he had his impact on the game, but Cam Reddish played some really good defense on LeBron James tonight. And when you're the Hawks and you're playing the defending champs, you cannot shoot yourself in the foot. And that's what they did. They had to execute down the stretch. On the flip side, the Lakers did execute down the stretch on both ends. That's why they were the champs last year. And the Hawks would... End up losing, as I said, 107 to 99 to the Lake Show here in Atlanta. They fought, they played with effort, they competed, but there are mistakes that they can certainly learn from from this game. Team stats Hawks shot 47% from the floor and just under 38% from three. So, not a bad shooting night for the Hawks, although the Lakers did shoot 52% from the floor, but just 30% from the three point line. Hawks shot 82% from the free throw line, but only went to the charity stripe 17 times tonight compared to 24 times for the Los Angeles Lakers, who shot over 80% as well. The Hawks out-rebounded the Los Angeles Lakers 36-31, won the margin on the offensive glass as well, 6-4. Hawks had 19 turnovers, which killed them tonight, and it led to 21 Los Angeles Lakers points. And I think that was one of the biggest differences in the game. The turnovers down the stretch. Seven fourth quarter turnovers. Got to execute down the stretch. It's a broken record at this point. Along with 18 fast break points from the Lakers compared to six for the Hawks. Those were the killers tonight. They lost points in the paint 54 to 50. And the Lakers bench outscored the Hawks 32 to 20. Which we needed a spark off the bench and we just did not get it tonight and the Lakers certainly deserve to win the ball game because they just out executed the Hawks down the stretch. We're going to move on to individual stats after this quick plug for Bruce letter. Okay. Quickly. We need to pause the show for an announcement and it's a fun one. It's free stuff. Everybody loves free stuff. What's the stuff? The Bruce letter is back. Oh, yes, back and fresh for the 2020-2021 NBA season. Our founder, Aaron Bruski, the GOAT, is writing an email newsletter filled with its most intimate fantasy nuggets. It's exclusive content you cannot find anywhere else. It's not on the website. It's not on any podcast. It's not on social media. It's only in an email newsletter. And you can sign up to get it. For free. I said it for, 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 for free. Just go to bit.ly slash bruise letter 2021 and sign up in 10 seconds. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete, ocho, nueve, diez. 10 seconds. Again, the site is bit.ly slash bruise letter 2021. And you get it straight from the GOAT and Brewski into your inbox and enjoy the nuggets to help you succeed in your fantasy basketball league. All right, and we are back. We're going to talk about the stats for the Los Angeles Lakers first. 
Leading scorer, Anthony Davis, a.k.a. the Brow, with 25 points on 10 of 14 shooting from the floor. He went 5 of 6 from the free throw line, missed both of his three-point attempts. He added three blocks, two rebounds, two assists, and a steal. AD was just, I mean, he's unguardable at times, especially when his jump shot is falling. He is basically unguardable. And at times, it didn't matter how many bodies we threw at him. He still just rose up. And with that high arcing jump shot that he has, has just gotten better and better as he's been in the league. It was just a thing of beauty, and we couldn't really stop him. And the next player, really hard to stop as well. LeBron James, the king from Akron. Really, he closed it out down a stretch. He scored 21 points on 5 of 12 shooting tonight. He went 2 of 6 from the three-point line. And both of those threes came late in the game and crucial points to really help the Lakers get the win. He hit 9 of 11 free throws tonight. Added 7 rebounds, 9 assists, 2 steals, and a block. Only had 2 turnovers tonight. Really good game from King James. Uh, but I thought that Cam Reddish, as I said before, stats considered, played very good defense on King James. But again, LeBron James is still LeBron James. One of the GOATs of the game that we call basketball that we all love. And it's why you're listening to this podcast. He's top two best to ever do it. So, I mean, he's going to be him. It's hard to really stop him. Montrez Harrell off the bench, 19 points, shot 8 of 9 from the floor, went 3 of 4 from the free throw line and added 2 steals. Dennis Schroeder, the former Atlanta Hawk, he scored 16 points on 6 of 10 shooting, knocked down a 3-pointer in all of his free throws in a quote-unquote homecoming here in the ATL. KCP, another homecoming, former Georgia Bulldog, scored 11 points on 4 of 13 shooting from the floor, and he went 3 of 6 from three-point range. And Alex Caruso scored 8 points off the bench for the Hawks. Trey Young scored 25 points tonight on 7 of 15 shooting from the floor, and he only hit one of his four three-point attempts, but that 1-3 was the one from the logo and a crucial point in the game where I thought it would energize the Hawks to potentially close this game out and try to get a win and steal one from the Lakers, but Fortunately, that did not happen. Nonetheless, great game from Trey Young. Facilitating, had 16 assists. He was aggressive, getting to the free throw line as he normally is, hitting 10 of his 11 free throw attempts. He added four rebounds, two assists, but unfortunately had seven of the Hawks' 19 turnovers tonight. He was great penetrating the lane, getting to the basket, running pick and roll game all night long, and he was getting... Pretty much anything he wanted at many points during the game. But they did throw a lot of defensive looks at him and made it tough at times and forced some turnovers there. So that's just a credit to the great defensive team that the Lakers are. It was another learning experience and an opportunity for execution outside of, you know, needing to cut down the turnovers. I loved what I saw from Trey Young. He fought the entire game. So you really cannot point this loss all on him. It was a team effort. Obviously, they played with a team effort today to give themselves an opportunity to win, and they lost as a team. So you really can't point the finger at him. John Collins, he played great. 22 points on 10 of 17 shooting. Love that he got 17 shots. That makes me really happy, as I always say. 
needs a minimum of 13. So over exceeded my expectations, and I thought he could have gotten even more shots tonight with DeAndre Hunter out. But still, like the attempts that he got, he shot two of five from the three-point line, had no free throw attempts. That's the only thing that nitpicky that I wish he had more of. And I said last episode, I would love to see John Collins get to the free throw line even more. But I digress. He would grab seven rebounds as well. Clint Capella had another double-double with his 12th one of the year, scoring 16 points on 8 of 11 shooting. He grabbed 13 rebounds with four on offensive glass, added three blocks, another block party, and one steal. Clint Capella has really been racking up the blocks and the rebounds in the last several games. Kevin Herter, who I really wanted to have a big game tonight, he gave us 10 points on 3 of 8 shooting from the floor. He went 3 of 5 from the 3-point line. He grabbed 4 rebounds and 3 assists. His 3-point shot was falling, which I really wanted to see, but I really wanted to see him get to the cup more and really get his mid-range jumper going in his spots that he likes, get into a rhythm, get into a flow to really you know, produce a lot on the offensive end tonight for the Hawks. But, again, the Lakers have a really, really stingy and stout defense. They're going to make it hard on any team that plays them, let alone the Hawks. So you can't fault Kevin Herter. It wasn't like he wasn't playing with effort. He wasn't trying to get to the cup, hit his shot. They just forced a lot of tough opportunities and challenged some shots at the rim when he got those opportunities inside of the three-point arc. Cam Reddish, who guarded... LeBron James most of the game. He really did a good job. So with all that energy he expended on a defensive end, guarding LeBron James, I did not expect for him to have a huge offensive output. He would end up scoring six points on three of eight shooting. He missed all three of his three-point attempts, added three assists. Danilo Gallinari added six points off the bench. Unfortunately, he shot two of ten with his two makes being two three-pointers. Solomon Hill added six points off the bench, and Rajon Rondo added five points off the bench. So, Hawks going forward. As I said before, we need to find ways to execute down the stretch to win games against these playoff teams like the Lakers. And it's still a work in progress, as I said. We have to continue to get healthier. It's all a learning process. We're going to have to learn game to game and capitalize on on opportunities and games when we see them and learn from our mistakes. Turnovers and lack of late-game execution cost us in the next game as well as in tonight's game versus the Lakers. It's a product of a young team, but as I said before, we are trending in the right direction, and great news is that they have another opportunity to get on the floor, play an NBA game, and get better on Wednesday. I loved the defense that the Hawks played in stretches tonight. They played great team defense and individual defense, and they were focused, playing with effort, although they weren't going for as many loose balls as I normally see them do. But I love the defense they played with, and if we play with this intensity and focus on the defensive end every game, we will certainly win way more games than we did last year and for sure be a playoff team. As I said in the last episode, our defensive numbers are in the top half of the NBA, top 12 defensive team, opponents' points per game, and defensive ratings. So we're certainly better on that end. There's still room for improvement. And still, we were tonight, we were without DeAndre Hunter, and we still have not 
had Chris Dunn debut for the Hawks this year, who is known as a defender. So it's very encouraging from what we're seeing from the Hawks on the defensive end. I loved what I saw from John Collins tonight. He was aggressive, taking what the defense was giving him, continuing to knock down three-point shots when they give him space. He had 17 shots tonight, again, which made me happy. And he played great the entire game. We need to continue to feature him going forward with or without DeAndre Hunter. I love the defense that Cam Reddish played with. And I love the aggressiveness that Kevin Herter played with on the offensive end. Even though they both didn't have the offensive output that I was hoping that they would have tonight. You cannot question their effort or the team's effort. So, yeah. If they had more points, we could have possibly won this game. But it's all a process. It's all baby steps. And they're going to look at the film as well and learn from their mistakes as well and get better. They're going to have an opportunity to do that because I expect DeAndre Hunter not to be in the next game. And they're going to have an opportunity to get the looks on the offensive end to get in rhythm and do what they got to do to get better and better in their second and third year respectively. So, again, this team is trending in the right direction. Lloyd Pierce, yeah, another bad challenge. And maybe, as I said before, kept Trey Young in a little too long in the third quarter. But as I said, Trey Young was hot, so I can't blame Lloyd Pierce. And throughout the season and his tenure here in Atlanta, he's faced a lot of tough in-game decisions with what he's had to work with as far as injuries and youth. And as much as the fans complain about him, especially what I'm seeing this year, you would think that the Hawks had the same record as the Wizards. But we're still a 500 team early in the season with about three quarters of the season still left. There's plenty of time to get better for him as well and for him to grow and his team to grow and, you know, the team to continue to mesh and build continuity, figure out their identity, and his coaching staff to still mesh and figure out the identity for the team. So game in and game out, they know the game plan. They know what they can hang their hat on and move forward from there. Again, to lose by eight to defending champs without your second leading scorer, one of your best defenders, it's not terrible. We have another opportunity, as I said, on Wednesday. Next up, we have the Dallas Mavericks here in Atlanta. And the Mavericks dropped another tough game tonight versus the Phoenix Suns to extend their losing streak with them coming into the ATL. Both teams are hungry for wins. Luka versus Trey. It's going to be a fun, competitive contest. Uh, Dallas is 19th in offensive and defensive rating. They're still trying to figure things out as well. But on paper, they are a dangerous team. And I'm sure this Hawks team will be up and ready for this game to respond to the critics that just named the Mavericks the winner of the draft day trade that sent Luka to Dallas and Trey Young here to Atlanta. And, they, you know, they have a legitimate, you know, argument because the first two years the Mavericks had better record than the Atlanta Hawks. And Luka looked really good and continuously looked good. Trey Young had the numbers but did not have the record to justify, you know, saying that we want to trade. But now that Trey Young has an actual team around him, like Drake said, we'll run up when you see me, then we're going to see. So we are going to see on Wednesday. I know the Luca trolls on the internet have a lot to poke and prod at Atlanta Hawks fans saying that we haven't got over it. We continue to bring it up because we know that the media is going to bring it up. And every time we play, the Mavericks is always going to be mentioned. It's always going to be mentioned. And both of these players 
in their timeline of their career and their accomplishments are always going to be connected because of that trade. So as much as we want to move past it, it will always be brought up. So we have an opportunity to shove it as they're struggling. We dropped one, a tough one, to the Lakers. We're going to be very, very motivated to come back and get a win. It's going to be a tough competitive game. As I said, they played the Suns, who are right now a playoff team in the West, tough and lost by one and had opportunities to win down the stretch in Dallas. But they're going to look to you know, have an opportunity to end this six-game skid, and I would love nothing more to make it seven on Wednesday. And so I know the Hawks fans, we are looking to make it seven as well. I know the Hawks are going to look to make it seven because as bad as you can feel for the Mavericks struggling in their little six-game skid, we got to focus on what we can control in-house here in Atlanta. We want to continue to get better. The Mavericks were in the playoffs last year. We weren't. We're trying to get to the playoffs. So we got to go through these teams. So we're going to go, hopefully go through them on Wednesday. And it's going to be, as I said, I cannot wait for that matchup. It's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a fun one. And if you love what you heard today, give us five stars. Give us a good review. Share it. Tell a friend to tell a friend to everybody. Everybody in the ATL, everybody nationwide about the hottest new podcast covering the Atlanta Hawks. Share it with fellow Hawks fans across the nation, across the globe. Share with basketball enthusiasts across the globe. Follow us at HoopBallHawks on Twitter. That is at HoopBallHawks. Follow myself, Brad Jarrett67. That is Brad, J-A-R-R-E-T-T-67. And as always, yeah, we gonna see. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.